cross that raiseth me. Still all my song shall be nearer, my God, to Thee. Nearer, my God, to Thee. Nearer to Thee. Though like a wanderer, daylight all gone, darkness be over me, my rest a stone. Yet in my dreams I'll be
specifically ask for prayer them I don't think during prayer time but remember the Zenners I know that they've had some illness in their household so um, remember them Nancy was supposed to have our scripture reading today but Bethany and um, Francis are going to have it for us Our scripture reading today is found in John, John 17, 20 to 23. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may, all may be one, as your Father are, you, are in me, as you, Father, are in me, and, it, and I in you, the that they also may be one in us, that the word may believe that you, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them, and they may be one just as we are one. I in them made perfect. I in them and you in me, and they may be made perfect in one. And they and that the word and that the world may know that you have sent me, and I have loved them as you have loved me. First Corinthians six seventeen. But he who is joined to the Lord is one with him. He's one spirit with him. May God bless the reading of his word. Good morning. What a happy Sabbath. What a beautiful, sunny Sabbath. We sure are blessed. Let me put some things down here. Okay. Thank you for each person that helps to make this worship. Thank you, Francis and Bethany, for quickly subbing in. And Matt and Jonas, what a blessing that harmony was and that song. And you don't know how God has used you already because that ties right into our topic today. Thank you. I love the version that Francis read John 17 out of. I'm going to read it again out of my version, but it's so cool that in her version it said he is made perfect and one, us. So John 17, 20 through 23 I do not ask in behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. Our church has a motto, love God, love people, make disciples. And Jesus is praying about this, that those who love him 
automatically will go and make disciples. That is his will for us. That they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you've given me, I've given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I and them, and you and me, that they may be perfected in unity, is what my mind says, or the margin says, perfected as a unit. And how cool that Francis says, said, perfected in one. That the world may know that you did send me and did love me, even did love them, sorry, even as you love me. Again, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. And Revelation 7, 13 and 14. And one of the elders answered, saying to me, these who are clothed in the white robes, who are they? And where do have they come from? I said to him, my Lord, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. And they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. These are from one tribe. They're from every tribe. They're from every nation. They're from every language on this globe. Because they have taken refuge under God's wings. They abide in him. They hide under the shadow of the Almighty. They go with him. If you will turn with me to the book of Ruth, which is sandwiched right between Judges and 1 Samuel. It's only four chapters, so it's very tiny. That's where we're going. Ruth, the Moabitess, is one of these who has washed her robe in the blood of the Lamb. Her people came to be because of the wicked incestuousness of Lot's daughters. The oldest daughter was the mother of the Moabites. The younger daughter was the mother of the Ammonites. And these people went away from God, continuing in those lustful, evil designs of their mothers who were trying to save themselves. If you remember, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed by the fire of God, but God sent angels to bring Lot and his family out. When they did, they ran to the mountains, and these daughters thought this was the end of the world. There was nobody else out there. If they were going to carry on their line, they better do it with their dad. So that's where these people come from. This is Ruth's people. And God says, you can't save yourself. I save you. He's faithful to call us no matter where we are. We read in a lot of places in the Bible that people run away from God right away. We think of Jonah. I think of uh, Psalm 139 where it says, you can raise to the highest heaven or you can go to the depths of the sea, but you can't hide from him. 
He will find you because he wants you close to his heart. He wants a relationship with you. So in the book of Ruth, does it surprise you that God uses a famine in the land of Judah, his promised land, his people, to call Ruth, a Moabitess, into his family? He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants all to be brought to salvation. So in Ruth 1, we read, It came about in the days when the judges governed that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the land of Moab with his wife and his two sons. So we've just met Naomi and her family. They're in distress. There's enough of a famine in the land of Judah that they don't think they can continue to live there. So they move about 100 miles away to the other side of the Dead Sea to Moab. And not long after settling in Moab, Elimelech, the husband, dies. More distress. Naomi's boys marry Moabite women. Ruth, meaning friend, and Orpah, meaning the back of the neck. And these actually are prophetic names. After only 10 years of marriage, the boys get sick and they die. And now there's three widows. This is a lot of distress. This is a quick synopsis of their lives, but it shows us our human plight. We all live in suffering, in affliction, emptiness, sorrow, depression, Maybe what I have listed isn't where you feel like you're at, but Jesus knows exactly where it is. We are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And no matter which side of the Dead Sea you live, whether it were Judah the Promised Land or Moab, you are still dead without Christ. You have to have a savior. <laughs> Praise God, he loves sinners and he beautifies his afflicted ones with salvation. That is his purpose. So these three ladies who have been bereft of so much, they start out on a journey back to Judah. Naomi's going home. But on the way she stops because Naomi's going home. She will have friends there. She knows the place, the area, the people. But it's not Ruth and Orpah's home. They don't have family or friends there. And there will be prejudice against them. That's what we as people who are sinners do. They will be prejudiced because of their ancestry. So why should they have to make these sacrifices and go through more suffering and more hardship just to go back to her land? So Naomi urges them to go home. She does it several times. And she even goes further and she blesses them and she tells them, go back to your mothers. May God bless you who have been kind to me and the dead with kindness. And may he give you peace and rest in the home of a new husband 
She wants them to have good things and protection, but she doesn't want to force them to come to her home. And here's where we see their prophetic names come into play. Orpah eventually turns her back and she heads home, and they see the back of her neck. She doesn't endure as seeing Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. But Ruth, the friend, has seen. And we can read her famous words, her covenant love, which is only started in her through Jesus. We can read that in Ruth 16 and 17 of chapter 1. And Ruth says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me and worse if anything but death parts you and me. She's covenanting with Naomi, but she's also desiring to covenant with God because he's set it in her heart. He set eternity in her heart. He does that for every person. She's seen a better land and a better life through Naomi, just like Jesus prayed for us that others would come to believe through us. uh, Ruth has come to believe through Naomi. Let's listen to her line again. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Romans 6, 4 and 5. Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Ruth has just been baptized. She wants to die with Jesus. And there on a dusty, rocky path in between Moab and Judah, she's baptized into the family of God. Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Ruth knows she's not just a Moabitess, she's a child of God. Verse 6 of Romans 8 says, For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. You remember, they have a whole lot of hardship, a whole lot of suffering and grief that they've been through, but Ruth's mind is set on peace and life. She's seen it in Naomi. Naomi has displayed for her, through everything she's gone through, that peace and life is in Jesus. When we turn to Ruth 2.12, Naomi and Ruth are now in Judah, in Bethlehem. Naomi has let Ruth go out to glean, and she meets Boaz. 
and Boaz knows what Ruth has chosen. In verse 12, he says, May the Lord reward your work, and your wages be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Whose wings are you taking refuge under? You may have already heard the rest of the story, how Boaz becomes a type of Christ by being a kinsman redeemer to Ruth and marrying her. He spreads his covering over her, his protection, his security, his love. He saves her because without him marrying her and being a kinsman redeemer to her, a widow, a foreign widow, in that day and age wouldn't have any um, good outcome. So they get married. He grafts her through marriage into God's people, the Israelites. And they're blessed with a little boy, Obed, who is the father of Jesse, who is the father of King David, who is the ancestor of Jesus. The kinsman redeemer. How amazing, Ruth, this foreigner, has the kinsman redeemer come through her line. But I want you to make sure to walk away with the, um, the point that Ruth knew the kinsman redeemer, the kinsman redeemer, before she ever came into Israel, before Boaz ever offered to cover her with his wings. Ruth had met the kinsman redeemer through her mother-in-law, Naomi, watching her grieve and live in a foreign land, trusting Jesus. She knew the truth of the saving, uniting power of Christ even before she covenanted with Naomi. And it was counted to her as righteousness. Going back to Revelation 7, we read verses 13 and 14 earlier. (coughs) We'll read them again and then we'll go through 17. One of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are clothed in the white robes, who are they and where do they come from? And I said to him, My Lord, you know. He said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. This is more tribulation than what Naomi and Ruth went through right then. Every one of us goes through a tribulation, affliction, suffering, something in this sinful world. And you can't do it without Jesus. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God. And they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who, get this, he who sits on the throne shall spread his tabernacle over them. That means he's dwelling with them. He's dwelling with you. And we see that when we look back in history with the Israelites in the desert when God had Moses make a tabernacle. He dwelt with them. That's what our God does. He tabernacles with us and he covers us with his wings so that they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, 
neither shall the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. No more suffering and affliction and tribulation. Not with a kinsman redeemer like that. So if you're afflicted, and you're weary, and you're grieving, or you're in a famine spiritually or emotionally right now, will you believe that Jesus Christ is your kinsman redeemer? He came and walked this earth in our form to save us. He not only took on our sin, but he became our sins so that we could become his righteousness, his life. Do you believe that his covering blood is for you? And are you going to wash your robe in his blood? If you want to be like Ruth, the Moabitess, I ask you to raise your hand if you believe that Jesus is your covering tabernacle and your sheltering wings. Amen. Let's sing the new redeemed. Number 338, Redeemed. <laughs> Who 
Father, we are so thankful to be redeemed by your blood, to be called and convinced by your Holy Spirit that we are children of God. We are saved this very day. Like David, we want to say to those around us, today is the day of salvation. Like Ruth, we want to walk away from any Moab that is in our hearts or in our lives, and we want to lay it down and die with you and live in the promised land. Thank you that you are coming to do that for us. And Lord, I have to add to our prayer here, um, Theta called from Texas, and John was dizzy and vomiting, and she had to take him to the hospital, and she is requesting our prayers. So we're offering them, Lord, and asking you to heal him. We thank you that as we have studied today, you are everywhere with your children. So we know that you are with John and Theta, and you are taking care to give wisdom to those doctors as they minister to him. Go with us today as we go out into the world to show you to other people and make disciples. Amen.